Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It's our 792nd day together in God's Word. We come to Job chapter 8, and it's time to hear from Bildad the Shuhite. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this is your word that we're hearing, and we turn to you, and we want to learn from you. We can learn even from the words of an unwise friend. We can learn wisdom. But only if your Holy Spirit prepares us to understand and to receive and to treasure up and to respond to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Job chapter 8. Then Bildad the Shuhite answered and said, How long will you say these things, and the words of your mouth be a great wind? Does God pervert justice, or does the Almighty pervert the right? If your children have sinned against him, he has delivered them into the hand of their transgression. If you will seek God and plead with the Almighty for mercy, if you are pure and upright, Surely then he will rouse himself for you and restore your rightful habitation. And though your beginning was small, your latter days will be very great. For inquire, please, of bygone ages, and consider what the fathers have searched out. For we are but of yesterday and know nothing. For our days on earth are a shadow. Will they not teach you and tell you and utter words out of their understanding? Can papyrus grow where there is no marsh? Can reeds flourish where there is no water? While yet in flower and not cut down, they wither before any other plant. Such are the paths of all who forget God. The hope of the godless shall perish. His confidence is severed and his trust is a spider's web. He leans against his house, but it does not stand. He lays hold of it, but it does not endure. He is a lush plant before the sun, and his shoots spread over his garden. His roots entwine the stone heap. He looks upon a house of stones. If he is destroyed from his place, then it will deny him, saying, I have never seen you. Behold, this is the joy of his way, and out of the soil others will spring. Behold, God will not reject a blameless man, nor take the hand of evildoers. He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouting. Those who hate you will be clothed with shame, and the tent of the wicked will be no more. Bildad seems to have a more positive outlook on Job's prospects if... He will just confess to God, right? Because if God were a blameless man, or sorry, if Job were a blameless man, then God would not have rejected him. Bildad says some of the harshest words of any of Job's friends in verse 4. If your children have sinned against him, he has delivered them into the hand of their transgression. And even though it has that little uh, word if, meaning there's some doubt as to whether or not they really have sinned, clearly in Bildad's mind, there is no doubt that they have sinned. And you could almost read it as, 
since your children have sinned against him, he has delivered them into the hand of their transgression, because that seems to be his outlook. You know, he says, God doesn't pervert justice. Your children can't be innocent and have died in a tragic way. That would be a perversion of justice. See, see, Bildad thinks he can take some biblical truths, some accurate theological statements, because God doesn't pervert justice. God doesn't pervert the right, does he? Of course not. So he takes that biblical truth, that theological truth, and he thinks that that little bit of truth somehow grants him insight into all the mysteries of the ways of God's providence. Oh, well, your children must be sinners. And that's why they died. What a horrible, horrible thing to say to a man who has lost his children, all of his children. Oh, well, they died because they were sinners and they've been delivered into the hands of their transgression. Have a nice day. Like, horrible. Job's friends are so theologically correct, but so wrong. And we need to make sure that we're not doing that, that we're not being so glib and so flippant. One of the ways that I think you hear Christians sounding like Job's friends today is on social media. X, what used to be known as Twitter, right? People tweet out or what do they call it? Xing out now? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. People send out X messages. I, what kind of lingo do we use? If we're just going to call it X, I don't know. Anyway, but people put things up there on X that are just sort of biting and judgmental and dismissive and kind of know-it-all or Facebook. And they'll say, well, here's a truth that I know. And here's a thing that's happening in the world. And therefore, I'm going to show you why this thing is happening in the world according to the truth that I know. But we're not God. And we just don't know. Now, is it true, verse 5, that if you seek God and plead with the Almighty for mercy, then he will rouse himself for you? Yes. If you're pure and upright, is anyone pure and upright? This is part of what we need to think about with Bildad's words here. Verse 6, he talks about being pure and upright. Um, later in verse 20, he talks about God will not reject a blameless man. There was only one blameless man. There was only one man who was pure and upright before God, and that was the Lord Jesus Christ. And he was despised and rejected by men, and he was cursed and crushed by the hand of Almighty God. He was the most despised of men, and he was the most cursed of God, even though he was the most blameless and upright. You see, we don't have all of the answers. He needs to take his own advice and consider in verse 9, we are but of yesterday and know nothing, for our days on earth are a shadow. He needs to take that to heart himself and realize we don't have the answers. We're human beings. Our knowledge is limited and flawed. And so as those who have limited and flawed knowledge, we need to be humble. We need to be humble. Now, he goes in and he tries to sound very wise, starting in verse 11. He uses this analogy from nature about the reeds growing growing. 
And he says, can papyrus grow the where, where there is no marsh? Can reeds flourish where there is no water? While yet in flower and not cut down, they wither before any other plant. Such are the paths of all who forget God. The hope of the godless shall perish. His confidence is severed, and his trust is a spider's web. Okay, maybe that's true. Maybe there's some real truth to that. Of course, there is some truth to that, right? As with everything Job's friends say, there's some real truth to that. But how dare Bildad think that he knows enough to be able to say, this is what applies to you in your situation, Job. We just don't know. So again, what do we need to learn from Job's friends, from Bildad the Shuhite here? We need to realize that a little bit of theological truth and a whole lot of presumption equals very evil and very unhelpful advice. But a little bit of theological truth and a large dose of humility will lead us to have compassion, sympathy, prayer, and love, rather than harsh words of judgment. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. It is living and active. It is, it is true. Even these words of Bildad the Shuhite, they cut us to the quick because they expose to us the ways in which we can be presumptuous and we can be self-righteous and we can think that we know more than we actually do know. Humble us and help us to love one another as those who are called to humility before you and love toward one another. By your grace and for your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that's Job chapter 8. Tomorrow we're going to be in the Psalms. Hope you can join me for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord.